Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth's going to produce the broadcast today. Glad to have him here. Uh, we'll bounce a few things off of him as we go along today. Uh, only an hour on the broadcast today. We're going to bring you a little afternoon Tampa Bay Rays baseball after edging the Mariners last night. They'll take on Seattle today, and we'll have that uh, broadcast for you at 1 o'clock today. Um, so that is what's on the docket. Today going to bring you uh, a very special interview uh, with a very special young lady. Her name is Peyton Titus, and uh, Peyton is one of our student journalists, um, and she broke the story um, about uh, Tony Amato being let go. Uh, WUFT News reporter, works for Fresh Take Florida, really uh, did good work on the Cam Newbauer story as well. Peyton will be here at the bottom of the hour to tell you uh, her her work, her due diligence in getting this story. Uh, yesterday, if you recall, when this story broke, uh, we were on the air at the time that Scott Strickland spoke to the media. I don't know how many media outlets were there because it was very hastily called. In fact, I'm going to confirm this with Peyton, but my understanding is uh, she was set to do an interview with Scott Strickland uh, and uh, Amato because she'd heard about some of the complaints and then all this came down and then Amato abruptly canceled doing any interview with her or anybody else. Well, because we didn't get a direct chance to talk to Scott Strickland, uh, I asked to have him on the show today uh, and through the person that I normally go through to get him, and there was no response at all to that. Uh, He is scheduled to be here next week. Uh, We had scheduled him uh, earlier. Unfortunately, my my dad had passed away. We had to cancel that, Um, but he will be here on the 3rd. But we did want to get him on today to get his thoughts. But, again, we did not receive a response. The other thing um, that is uh, troubling to me, if anybody has children, the kid from James Madison, softball player, who just took her own life, think about that. Think about that for a second. She helped her team, James Madison, get to the College World Series in softball. She had just been named the Conference Player of the Week. And she takes her own life, reportedly. She's the third athlete one from Wisconsin that 
this has happened to. So just think of that if you're a parent. What, what are the pressures that these kids go through? You, you, when Peyton comes on here, there, there were reports that some members of the women's basketball team felt you know, like they were not worth much. Apparently, um, if the reports are true, body shaming and things like that, questions about weight, one player saying they felt like they wanted to, you know, take their own life. Think of that. Think of that. That, that dwarfs the NFL draft. That, that dwarfs the NBA playoffs. It really gives you pause to think. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize Scott Strickland without him being here to defend himself. But this is what I do find interesting. He did say yesterday that he had spoken to people uh, at Arizona where Amato had coached, but maybe didn't speak to players because players there also were undergoing this apparently and were transferring out of the program. Florida has had a mass exodus of players since Amato took over. Some quit and some just went into the transfer portal. So, again, you... I don't care what job you're looking into. Can you find out every piece of information? No, you can't. But it does bring to light the fact that two coaches were hired here that apparently did similar things, and those things were not found out about from where they previously were. That's just how it is. Gators softball got a win yesterday, uh, beating Stetson. And now they'll take on LSU Beth Torina. The LSU softball coach will join us tomorrow to talk about her team. <coughs> it's Florida's last <coughs> SEC regular season series of the year in softball. And then uh, Chris Kirshner, who covers the Atlanta Hawks and the NBA for the Athletic will join us to talk about the NBA playoffs tomorrow. Uh, in a few days, we always try to schedule some interviews out. If everything goes right, you're going to hear live from UCF football coach Gus Malzahn um, about UCF football. So that's coming up. And I don't know if you saw this or not. And this is the other sobering thing in sports today for me. I really admire and respect people who can sort of go with the flow, change with the times. <clears throat> because Lord knows now you really have to do that. Billy Napier, who is a low-key dude has come out and said it takes about 20 
million dollars a year to uh, really handle um, NIL. Think of that. Think of that. Okay? And he made a great point, and he said, you know, people think of the NIL as incoming recruits. He said, we want to focus on taking care of our current players, and that's why a whole bunch of them have signed new NIL deals. Gervon Dexter, Anthony Richardson, there's a bunch of them that have. And not just in football either. But think of that. 20, so you have to, that's what this is now. That's what college athletics has come down to now. Who can donate the most money? Who's got the biggest pockets? And you know some of these smaller schools who already have trouble, there's no way they're going to be able to do this. It, it just isn't. So, you know, now I, I really believe this. When the calendar clicks to August, will we really be thinking about what is Anthony Richards' NIL deal? No, we will not. We'll be thinking about is he going to be a good quarterback? How well is Florida going to – so once the season starts, it's going to revert back to watching football and rooting for whatever team you root for. But by gracious, look at all now that has to happen to keep this money machine rolling. Is this – and I, 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 you know this, I'm all for kids – getting a share of this gargantuan athletic dollar pie because of television deals and the like. I'm all for it. But I never in a million years thought it would be like this. Never did. And I'm going to be like you. You know, when the season starts... Hey, who's doing what? Who's who's completing passes? Who's do? That's what it's going to be. But come on, did anybody really see this coming? It it just it changes how you coach. It changes how you recruit. It changes the staff that you hire. I mean, it's just incredible now. Just take two years ago, right? It's totally different now than what it was just two years ago, for example. It's stunning. 1213, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN. We'll open the phone lines for you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. Kids are amazing. And at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437.
Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand-new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith rave about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes Charmin TV gives me those cheeky clean feels That ultra-strong hype is all for real This TV rolls got me a Charmin clean tuckers Cheek-to-cheek feeling oh so shooketh Charmin ultra-strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. You guys talking about Kelly Leak? Yeah. That dude is a bad mother. I bought a nickel from him last week. He said if I didn't give him a dime by Friday, he'd break my arm. That's so bad. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Live coverage of the first round of the NFL Draft starts tonight at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. We've opened the phone lines for you, uh, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, um, it, it just, 
I, I, she's going to – Maddie Camparisi is one of our grads here. And uh, Maddie's leaving. She's got a job with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, really happy for her. That, that you know, I, I, I say this all the time. There's nothing. There is absolutely nothing that makes me feel better than to see that. That when our kids get out of here and, you know, go to work somewhere and do what they want to do, that's a really cool thing. Let's get PG here. PG, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, congrats to her. Welcome, yep. welcome to, the, to the working force. Um, that, that's really cool. But uh, the NIL stuff, so I'm just going to spew it out real quick. Uh, there's really not a model, and I can be extreme and say, you know, Little League, because of the sponsorships um, and the system that's in place that wasn't ready for this because – you can go and, you know, with the Amato stuff, you know, sports that don't generate money is funded off of the sports that do generate money. And with NIL, it's just created – it's just a system that can't last. I, I don't I – don't, especially if you got to pay the players eventually, which I believe the schools are going to have to do. Right now they've somehow insulated themselves to get it sponsored, which is going to lead me to my question to you. The coaches, like let's say major D, you know, power five coaches are, are technically, dependent on your state laws, not allowed to use this for recruiting or really budget the money. So they're really not supposed to, but they are, which is kind of strange if you understand what I'm saying. Like they don't really know what their budget is until they're allotted the money as basically sponsorships because it can't come from the schools directly who are making a ton of money on the on, on the, the sports that, that actually do generate. And I don't see how coaches, if they have any opportunity to leave, to go to the NBA, the NFL, are going are gonna to want to do this. I don't care how, like, enthusiastic, willing to change with the times. It's, it's a hot mess. Um, you know, you see Jay Wright leaving. I think other coaches are going to jump ship. I think it's just on the wall, like, You've got to recruit your own players, too. So a guy can re-enter the transfer portal on his one-year scholarship contract, because that's what it is. He sees what you know, player X gets when he's recruited, and he's like, well, where's mine? So you're re-recruiting your own players. You are. And you're, and you're trying to manage a sponsorship account from the outside, which you're not supposed to be doing anyway, but you have to. But, PG, let me just throw this out. The Krzyzewski's... And the Jay Wrights, they're 60, Roy Williams, 60s and 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've done their time. They've paid their dues. They've done what they do. They don't need this, okay? Agreed. But the younger coaches will adapt, in my opinion. I don't think you're going to see any kind of mass exodus at all because these coaches – will hire staff like Florida is doing and to have the, the collective and these other things that are you know sprouting up that are raising the money. And then the coach, I mean, in theory at least, doesn't have to worry about that because that's being taken care of. Do they have to worry, to your point, about transfer portal, who's staying? You know, sure, yes, okay, unless that gets fixed, which we don't know that it will or not. But I don't see this 
being uh, something where coaches just take a hike. I just, I, I hope I'm, I yeah. hope I'm right. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I'm just saying, if you have a chance to jump now, you might not see those generational guys uh, as like we did. Like, yeah, everything's changing. I get that. I just, if you have an opportunity, why deal with this? If you can move on, it pays well. They're always going to fill those positions. There's always going to be hungry coaches to do it. It's just going to change the whole landscape of that because of the added pressures. I mean, I can't think of another sport anywhere where everybody is essentially on a one-year contract. Well, basketball. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about the the players. Every player that you have basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm saying everybody in the NCAA, all, all college. Oh, okay. Players. Oh, because you, you said yeah. okay. I misunderstood you. Sure, yeah, but that's that's what this is. I mean, yeah. Tennessee just had a basketball player go to the portal, okay, as a sophomore. You know what he did when he was a freshman? He played at Auburn. So as a freshman, he played for Auburn, went in the portal, played for Tennessee as a sophomore, went, and now he's going back in the portal. He's going to play for his third different school in three years. Well, uh, yeah, I saw that too. I mean, and, and this is, yeah, how it is. This is – this is where I think it's going, though. Real quick, I'm going to get off the air. I believe the NCAA is going to dissolve. They're going to have to come up with a unified voice, some type of commissioner, and put rules and stipulations into things that are fair. And it's too bad that Emmett didn't do that when O'Bannon and, and them were going after him with the EA Sports, which started the whole NIL and started negotiating. And, you know, he did nothing. He just right. sat there. All right, anyway, PG. Appreciate, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that that is water under the bridge or whatever you want to call it. But here's the other part of this that I think a lot of people are not getting. Do you think the SEC, do you think the commissioner of this league really cares about anybody else? The answer is no. So... You know, it, it's nice for fandom to say, let's get together and let's come up with some rules. And, and maybe they will. I mean, I'm not going to say that's not possible. It's possible. But if it's already the rich get richer, then why would the SEC be worried about what the University of Houston does? We want to have Houston on the same playing field as us. No, they don't. No, they don't. They want to have as much access as they can have to winning championships. That's what this is. Russ says, regardless of how you look at it, players and athletes need to share in the profits of big-time college sports. NIL is Pandora's box. It's the equivalent of an arms race. The biggest will get the most. I certainly thought this would happen. I'm crying, not bragging. If this isn't reined in, it just might destroy the game we all no, it won't. It, it won't destroy the game. It won't destroy the game. It'll it it may it, it will change the dynamic of it. It will change the structure of how players are recruited and how that all takes place. But it's not. It doesn't change third and ten at the fourteen. It doesn't change that. Uh, and he said, "How could this have been anticipated?" Well, that I don't think. Too many people anticipated all of this. Are the people running this game stupid? I'll leave it for you to decide. No, they're not stupid. But 
one thing I, I will say that I, I think I've been pretty upfront about since O'Bannon, since that lawsuit was filed, you would name, image, and law, you could see this coming because the NCAA had no defense for it, and there is none. And now, instead of getting out in front of it, what'd they do? Their old, stagnant leadership wanted to keep it the way it was because they had all that money, which I, I, I sort of get, but guess what? They gambled, and they just rolled snake eyes. They lost. Up next, a deeper dive into what happened with Gator soccer. The reporter who helped break the story, Peyton Titus from WFT, is going to join us live next. 1227 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What do you think the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, the answer might surprise you. I asked Ocala's real estate expert, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty this question, and his answer well, with 18 years of experience, because he's seen it all, the buyer's market, the seller's market, and the historically low inventory market we're in now, he says one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is to not plan ahead. So when you have the luxury of time to sell in this really hot market, do your research, find out what your home is really worth if you need to buy another one. Scott Caldwell has off-market listings that never hit the MLS. You know, almost 50% of sales are with off-market properties. And he has over 8,000 buyers in his database. He has all the information you need to help you plan ahead and net the most money. So, plan ahead. Call Scott Caldwell today at 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry 
that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let's put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We have a little bit of a drier air mass trying to make its way into our area today. Lots of sunshine this afternoon. High temperatures a little cooler than they have been over the past couple of days. Highs getting into the lower 80s with a light breeze from the northeast. Tonight, mostly clear skies, lows near 60. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun and clouds. Highs in the mid-80s becoming more humid over the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. And it feels like somebody keeps setting Ben Simmons up to almost be a pinata. I didn't think it was a good idea for him to play at all in the playoffs because he's not ready for this moment. I want him easing in preseason. A couple of games against some, you know, like the Sacramento Kings or Orlando Magic. Like, ease into this a little bit. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, yesterday when we were live here on the air, uh, Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland was discussing uh, the departure of Gator soccer coach Tony Amato. One of our students here in the college, Peyton Titus, has done tremendous work, tremendous reporting work in uh, ferreting out this story. She is a WUFT news reporter, also writing for Fresh Take Florida, and she now joins us. Peyton, thank you for doing this. Um, let me just start. Uh, this has so many similarities to the Cam Newbauer situation, but when did you first start getting wind of what was happening here? Yeah, so first, just thanks for, for having me on, and thanks for thinking of me. But uh, So WFT actually got a, an anonymous tip saying that there was a situation that seemed eerily similar to, to the Newbauer situation happening with the women's soccer program. Um, and so an editor for WFT, Ted Brightest, reached out to me as someone who he thought would be good to pursue that story. Uh, and we just kind of like started hitting the phone and looking for everything we could to see if there was merit to this tip. Uh, were you shocked at what you found out from doing the interviews that you did? It was definitely a to hear uh, some of these players talk about 
some pretty traumatic experiences um, and, and trying to reassure them that I'm someone to be trusted with those experiences. Um, so it was definitely kind of a, a grueling re- reporting process for me, especially as a, a woman, uh, you know, talking to other young women right around my age about some of these things that they had to go through. So, um, I hope I have this right, Peyton. If I don't, please feel free to correct me. But when a Strickland made his announcement yesterday, you were about to interview him and interview Amato. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, based on what I know, you know, they're getting their information from their people who, who are looking into these complaints that players are making, um, and I'm in the process of trying to get to these interviews because, you know, we have to, in, in journalism, we have to look for all the sides of, of the story and all the stakeholders and make sure they all have a chance to speak on, on my findings and everything. So that, that was the plan, and I was in the process of, setting these interviews up with the athletic department um, and they were trying to get me in touch with people, but you know, they ultimately they made the decision to part ways with Amato. So that kind of threw our schedule for a loop. Uh, so I did attend the press conference yesterday and tried to, after we found out that uh, he'd been terminated, tried to reach out to Tony and through like email and phone and things like that to see if there was anything that he wanted to say. Uh, so, you know, it, it was definitely a pretty crazy day <laughs> yeah. yesterday, crazy turn of events. I'll bet. Um, Peyton, let me ask this because, you know, I, I'm not throwing shade at Scott Strickland. He's not here to defend himself. But, you know, this is the second time there's been a male coach who has, you know, done what is what has been reported to student-athletes at the university, the female student-athletes at the University of Florida – um, when you talked, when Strickland was talking yesterday, did he say that he had contacted people at Arizona? Did he contact players at Arizona at all when when going through this vetting process? So he said that they spoke to a number of people about Amato before hiring him, and that they heard great things from references uh, and other folks who had been in contact with him and had interactions with him. So I guess in their findings, they didn't see or hear things that I saw and heard. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely something that, that was asked about. The vetting process was something that was asked about on Wednesday, and, and that's kind of what he shared. You know, they, they did what they thought was a thorough job, and then he described it as you don't really know how someone's going to fit in your environment until they get there, no matter what you hear from other people, you know, during during the job search process. So uh, that, that was the perspective that he shared on that. Joining us here live on Sports Scene today, Peyton Titus, Fresh Take Florida reporter working with WFT News who helped break this story uh, about Tony Amato and the allegations that were made and then certainly uh, delved into by Peyton. Um, How difficult was it, um, and I kind of asked this in a different way, Peyton, you, you started interviewing a whole bunch of people. How many people did you end up interviewing for your story and, and, you know, just... From a synopsis standpoint, um, what were, I mean, were, were, were the stories these kids, because so many of these kids transferred, were a lot of the stories pretty similar in what they told you? Yeah, so I, I kind of say in the story that, that I spoke with eight current and former Florida players, some of their families, uh, two former team managers, and two of 
Amato's former players from Arizona. Um, and a lot of their stories were pretty similar. Uh, I would hear one thing from a player or a manager, and then every person that I talked to after that, I would ask them if they recalled a similar situation uh, and if they could share their kind of perspective on it and see how closely those things matched up. And so then once I heard, you know, everyone or almost everyone remembering that exact situation happening, then I knew that there was merit to that anecdote and that that would be something that would be important to include. So so I definitely tried to make sure I spoke with as many people as possible so that way I could get their experiences and, and making sure that I asked them specifically about their experiences and not trying to kind of bait them into only saying bad things. It's just those are the things that were shared with me. So. And one of the things that I even knew um, Peyton from when he was hired because I've known Becky Burley for so long their styles of soccer their styles of what they did w- greatly differed in terms of what Becky did and what Amato apparently did can you discuss that a little bit yeah so in talking to players because I personally am not an expert on the game of soccer yeah, me or either or like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was sure to ask the players a little bit about that uh, and their perspective was that Amato's style of play is much more focused on fitness level and running, whereas Burley's was more focused on strategy and finesse. Uh, and so that kind of is is relevant here because from what I gathered from Arizona players and Florida players, Amato tends to recruit women with similar bodies, which fit into that scheme, fit into that like fitness running oriented strategy and so obviously there is expected when you get a new coach and, and they come in and they try to change things like that there's going to be some kind of rift and there are some women who've been there for a long time and they're like this is not the system I was recruited into playing uh, and so I think you know for some people on the team I'm sure that worked out and I'm sure that they enjoyed him switching things up and then challenge that that brought for them and how to improve their soccer because you know he did win at Arizona like there's a Reason that Scott Strickland saw some kind of merit in him as, as a hire here, and it's because he turned Arizona into a contender while he was there. And so uh, it just didn't happen to work out here for too many players, I think. And they had too many players had too big of problems with his leadership style. And so that really ultimately, I think, led to his demise here. And Peyton, I'll end with this. In your reporting, uh, for people who maybe don't know this, what were your what was the finding in terms of either players that quit or transferred under a motto? Yeah, so between his announcement, which was May twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and the this spring, like current time, uh, there have been thirteen players who entered the transfer portal and four players who decided not to return to the program despite having remaining eligibility. So that includes people who had more in the traditional four years uh, that college athletes get, and also includes a couple people who ultimately decided not to take their extra COVID eligibility year after playing with him for a season. So uh, pretty big numbers. And between the 2020 roster, or I guess it's technically the 2020-2021 roster, and the 2021, like, fall actual full-season roster, there are about 43 players, unique players between those two 
roster that, and that number 13 makes up 30% of the roster. So it's a wow. pretty large chunk of women who decided to, to leave the program. No question. Uh, anything you want to add? Anything I missed here? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I'm very you know appreciative of the people who did were brave enough to speak with me on this. Um, and, you know, it's, upsetting to see stories like this as a woman in sports media um but i you know this is what i'm all about and and i'm glad that i was able to get these women's stories out and, and to see you know they they saw some action taken that they felt was appropriate so i'm glad that that, that was able to happen well uh, i think anybody who cares about responsible journalism anybody who cares about getting stories out like this, uh, feel the same way. Peyton, really good job on this. Terrific reporting. And uh, thanks for coming on live here with us and talking about it. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. You got it, Peyton. Thank you. Peyton Titus, uh, Fresh Take Florida reporter working for WFT News, who helped break this story about uh, the firing of Amato. Uh, she was also right there with the Neubauer uh, story as well. That is what... I have a hard time, as somebody who's been in the business for a long time, think of how eerily similar those two things were in such a short period of time. And I, I'm only throwing this out. What do you think the chances are of Florida hiring a male to be the soccer coach now? If you do, you better you better vet big time. I'm not saying Strickland shouldn't. Just because there's one bad apple doesn't mean the bunch is bad. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with this. 1244, time check brought to you by Hastily. One more segment left. We're going to bring you to Rays Baseball at 1 o'clock. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, for a long time now, ladies and gentlemen, I've been telling you about my friends at Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. It's great when you have success in anything. It's great when you have a family-operated business that has success. Well, that's the case with the Cousins family. They've owned and operated Southeast Car Agency for better than 40 years. And throughout all of that time, they have given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Go check them out today online, secars.com. You can see all the vehicles there. All the important information is there. You want to test drive them, eyeball them for yourself. That's easy. Go see them over at Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can check the vehicles out. But what you must do, if you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. 
stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SEAT. Life is all about choices. Veggies or meat, sleep in or hit the gym. Luckily, choosing Cox Internet over AT&T is easy. With Cox, you can always choose Internet that can deliver speeds even faster than 5G providers. With AT&T, you don't. That's easier than packing a swimsuit for the pool. Get Cox today, the no-brainer choice for fast and reliable Internet. Based on GigaBlast download speeds up to 1 gigabyte per second compared to average download speeds over 5G. Download speed up to 1 gigabyte per second requires DOCSIS 3.1 modem with 2.5 gigabyte per second Ethernet port. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Your happiest spring starts at Lowe's because Spring Fest is on now. Find everything you need this season at a great low price like the Craftsman 20-volt string trimmer for just $99. And grab select miracle Grow Brilliant Blooms 25-ounce annuals, two for $10. Come into Lowe's today for the fun and savings of Spring Fest. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. miracle Grow offer in-store only. Plant size and selection varies by location. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Selection varies by location. While supplies last about 428 through 5-4. The College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida congratulates our students who graduate this weekend. We are proud of everything you've already done and that you will accomplish in your careers. And remember, it's great to be a Florida Gator. Coverage of the first round of the NFL Draft starts tonight at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I'm McCubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, back for a final segment before we head to Rays baseball. Byron's up first. Byron Hyde. Hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, the, the draft tonight, man. I'm always excited as a Jaguars fan. I'm kind of toning it down. You know, I was all uh, last year. And, uh, you, you had told me we weren't going to be as good, so I'm going to relax this year. But, uh, Steve, you know, uh, uh, just a joke. I was listening earlier to something, and they say we had a chance to draft Russell Wilson, and I don't even know the player we draft, but Gosh, Jacksonville has a history of messing up, so I'm praying and hoping if that's something God even into that we do good tonight and come out with a winner. And also, Steve, if you if you haven't predict who you think the Jags and the Jets would do, I did, I just kind of started listening because I was out doing some work, so forgive me. And secondly, Steve, I'm, I'm getting back from Tampa, and the Mariners were playing, and kind of might have wanted to go see the game. And I I kind of I'm from over on the north side, Barris, and maybe Wesley out, out, out that way. And, boy, Steve, I can understand why they don't want to cross that bridge, man. It is uh, – whoo, 64 and driving through that traffic is rough. So I do take my hats off to the Rays fans. Thank you all for going. And I do understand going from Tampa to St. Pete is no joke anymore. And last, Steve, uh, the Nets uh, – nobody talks about the Knicks either, Steve. But, uh, I, I, you know, just a great year for them. But uh, – 
where do you think they're going from here with the Kyrie and that Harden's left? And, you know, I don't know if you want to get into that, but do you think they're going to be able to come back and duplicate it? Or they were predicted to win it, and what are they going to be predicted to do next year? And I don't know if that's something people want to talk about, but excited about Boston and, and Milwaukee and go uh, Celtics. Thanks, Steve. All right, Byron, thanks. Uh, as always, Byron asked 73 things, and I remember one of them. Um, the Nets did not have a good year, Byron. They didn't have a good year. They 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 barely got into the playoffs, and they were the drama queens of the NBA, them and the Lakers, all year long. But if Kyrie resigns, they get healthy again. You know who knows? And if if the Jaguars don't do one of these two things, forget it. You either have to get a receiver to help Trevor Lawrence or an offensive lineman. If I'm the Jaguars, I mentioned this when I had the Jags beat reporter on yesterday when Ash was here. The Cincinnati Bengals looked at Joe Burrow and said, we just drafted a franchise guy who was put on his rear end 70 times. He can't throw the ball from his rear end. So you must protect him. Now, their receiving core is really good for Cincinnati, but they beefed up the offensive line. That's where I think the Jags will go. If they, And the Jets... They can go in a wide variety of ways um, because they're bad. Once again, if you think Wilson is your franchise guy, he can't throw a pass from his rear end. So get him receiver help or get him offensive line help. But it also depends on who is picked in front of you. That's what people forget. It's easy to say, pick this guy, but what if the Jags pick somebody stupid? Suppose they pick Thibodeau or somebody like that. Well, then that kind of messes up. The rest of the stuff. Todd, hello. Hey, Steve. I was reading Peyton's article while you were talking to her, and she is a she's an impressive sports journalist already. Yep, she is. Um, yeah, um, but I was, one of the things that stuck out to me she a quote by Strickland about Tony having good qualities, and at the end he says it just didn't work out here from a fit standpoint. They didn't they didn't relieve him of his duties because. It wasn't a good fit. It was because of the way he made young women feel, right? Yes, yes. So I mean, I, I like, see what he meant, oof. but could it have been worded differently? Yes, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just the the optics of the, the optics of that seem to be sort of um, ignoring the gorilla in the room. Yeah, and I mean, look, if you're the athletic director, let, let's take Strickland yeah. out of it, Todd. You, me, Seth, whoever it is, okay. That's who you hired, okay? And how deep into the woods do you want to go when it comes? I mean, you could sit there and say, uh, I I really made a mistake. I didn't realize what what this guy did. Um, We can't tolerate this here anymore. That's why, you know, he's gone. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. We have our student athletes. That is what I would have done. I would have done more of... We value the student athletes. We value yep. instead of saying it wasn't a great fit. Well, yeah, wasn't a great fit. No kidding. Yep. All right, thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you, Todd. And again, I'm not throwing shade at the athletic director. I'm not. Okay, I'm sure that is in. It's in his hands. He's essentially fired three of the four hires he's made. Right. Dan Mullen, uh, Neubauer, and him. 
And that is partly, at least, what athletic directors get judged on. They're hires, right? So, and here's the other thing. With all due respect to Kelly Ray Finley, we still don't know how she's going to work out long-term. Great turnaround this year, getting the team to the NCAA tournament, but, you know, is that going to be sustained? That, because, again, that is now his hire. He, he promoted her. That's his hire. All right, we got about three or four minutes left. You want to get a quick call in, 392-8255. All right, Seth, let's, ha- let's play a little game here, okay, since the draft is tonight. And certainly this whole story has, you know, with Strickland has dwarfed this. But let's, uh, let's draft as if we know better than what they do. Uh, who, if you're the Jags and, you've, you know, you've been up there, you've lived there, okay, you, you know the trials and tribulations, who would you go with? You know, if Trevor Lawrence is a generational quarterback, then a generational quarterback has to, as you said earlier, has to stand more than lay, right? So you just look at Joe Burrow last year that they got to the Super Bowl and he got the living daylight speed out of him. Coming off a torn ACL, Trevor Lawrence got banged up last year. I don't know how you don't draft an offensive lineman. Now, Steve, you you can sell me. You can. You can sell me on going with Aiden Hutchinson, number one, and then with the first pick in the second round, drafting an offensive guard to stick next to uh, Cam Robinson. Robinson. Yep. You can sell me on that. Yep. But, Steve, if they go pick one and pick 33 and don't touch the offensive line, then you know what? Tell me how you're different yeah. than, than you always have been. So I, I just – I don't get – I've never understood the concept of the draft, Steve, when people dra- draft on best available based on best need. If – Steve, if the missus sent you out to get bread and sugar from the grocery store and you came back because beef jerky was on sale and came back with that instead, you'd be in a lot of trouble, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this good deal that they had on, you know, yeah. a 25-gallon jug of orange juice. So I, it's got to be offensive line in one of the first two picks. So I'd go Hutchinson and then best offensive lineman down there at 33. That's what okay. I do. Dolphins don't have a first-round pick, but the Bucks do. Um, their, their thing is a little more muddled to me um, because, I mean, I don't know. You know, sometimes you can take a look Seth, at, at, a, at a guy and go, okay, here's Seth. He's good for me now, but he's on the last year of his deal. Am I going to re-sign him? So do I dra- if I don't have a glaring need – do I draft in, th- in, in, in thinking of, okay, he's going he's gonna to replace you? I'm not sure where the Bucks go here. Uh, you know, I think it's either offensive line or defensive front seven. Wouldn't you say, Steve? Because Ndamukong Su, you know, that's done. Ali Marpet retired on right. that offensive line. Yep. So I look at it this way. I, you know, can you ever have enough offensive linemen to protect Tom Brady? And even if, let's say you go offensive line there, Steve, and Tom retires. Well, then Kyle Trask next year will have uh, – I, I, oh, I can't remember who the first-round pick they took out of Georgia a couple years ago was. But you're basically going to have three guys up front that are under the age of 26 that have been protecting Tom Brady. So Kyle Trask will be in great shape. Or defensive line to put pressure because that division with the Falcons and the Saints now and the Panthers, eh. but you have to think about beating who in the NFC. How do you beat Aaron Rodgers? How do you beat, wouldn't you say, the 49ers? How do you beat the Rams? Yeah. If you don't get pressure on Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get beat. That's why the 49ers beat him last year. So I go best defensive lineman or best offensive lineman. And, and, and here is my draft 
lock. Okay? Do you agree? The Packers pick a receiver. <laughs> I think so. How do you not <laughs> do that when Devontae Adams leaves and you sign Aaron Rodgers for, you know, $9,000 million? Yes. How do you not get him a receiver? You'd say in theory, right? That and uh, what? The Cowboys will draft an offensive lineman, and your Jets will probably draft um, what? A, a kicker. A, a def- <laughs> two defensive backs in the first yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and it is going to be interesting, though, because I'm not sold. I, I never was sold on Wilson as the quarterback. But so now we're going to really see, I think, what the Jets think. Because if they don't go offensive lineman or receiver here, then you're telling me you don't have any faith in that guy, that we're going to get rid of him at some point and go back to square one. So we'll see. I think, really quick, I think the most shocking thing of this weekend or the biggest development, not necessarily the draft, is if Baker Mayfield gets traded. Yeah. Because it, let's say you get to day two tomorrow night, Steve, somebody offer a third rounder for Baker, do they take it? I think yeah. that's that, to me, is the, the little carrot in the draft this year. All right. And that's going to – we'll see what round one brings tomorrow. Our thanks to Peyton Titus, who helped break the story on Fresh Take Florida about the firing of Tony Amato. Thanks to Seth for producing today. little bonus MLB today, afternoon Rays baseball as they take on Seattle. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow at noon, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM.